why do I do anything with you? <laughs> why? Why is? Why are you like this? Oh my God! <laughs> Who made you? Donkey Kong Jr. Oh Jesus Christ! Hi, it's Utterly Geek. <laughs> my name, my name is Donkey Kong Jr. I'm Darren Bell. Mm. I am joined by Chris Walzik. Hello. Uh, sadly, absent from us on his birthday, Steve Petrella is not with us this month. Yeah. So we're going to make do in his stead, and Wally and I are going to do a rundown of Electronic 3 that happened. <laughs> I don't think, uh, I mean, it, okay. It's the Electronic 3 <laughs> Expo. All three of the electronics were there. E3! R- Radio Shack... Uh, Circuit City, uh-huh. and, and, uh... And Best Buy, the last holdout. Yeah, which the only one, Best Buy was really the only one that showed up. Still real sick, though. Real sickly. Not, nothing looks real good. Yeah, right. We, we, we tried the Gamers Club, you like, oh, shit, we lost money. <laughs> we gotta stop that. Yep. Yeah, good, good job. No, the Electronic Entertainment Expo. We're here to talk about it. All the big companies had all their big rollouts of all their big announcements. Uh, We're going to run through each of the different conferences and basically our highlights. Maybe some lowlights, too. (laughs) Yeah. For some of them. Uh, Right. But at the top of the show, I think this year was a pretty solid E3. I mean... I mean, I think I think with Sony missing and Sony yeah. not being there, it didn't it didn't feel as ex- as exciting because always whenever Microsoft comes out, and especially with what Microsoft had for their lineup, mm-hmm. uh, I would have been more excited to see what Sony would have had to not necessarily rebuttal, but just be like, oh man, if that was Microsoft's lineup, like what does Sony have? Like, maybe I yeah. could be looking forward to that. And they just weren't there. So it's like, oh, okay. Now we're, now we're doing publishers. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a weird off year. I should hope that Sony comes back next year or at least does something around this time. Mm-hmm. They, they let out a couple of trailers. Of right. stuff before E3. There's a huge Death Stranding trailer, so we actually got to see what the game looks like in motion. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I. barring that, I think it was still a solid E3, but it would have been better with everyone present. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's kind of upsetting that they weren't there, but, yeah, hey, it's, it's a weird off year. I think E3 is in the middle of an identity crisis. It yeah. feels like over the past couple of years I've been trying to rebrand it as like a PAX, mm-hmm. but it really isn't that. Right. Yeah, it's more for investors more than anything else. It's it's not like right. PAX where it's just like, oh, the public just has access to this and they can... I mean, they do, but I don't know. PAX just feels more for people. It, it, PAX feels like it's more put on by the fans for the fans. Mm-hmm. And the big companies just go to have that presence and get that goodwill. Right. Whereas E3 is like, hey, here's our business rollout. Let's make some deals. Let's get the press in here. Do all of our big preview events. We're not quite ready to show some of this shit to the public yet. Mm-hmm. And plus, with EA pulling out, with Sony pulling out, 
Activision not being there. You have big holes in the show floor. So, like, as a consumer, these tickets are super expensive. Why should I spend all of this fucking money to show up and only have, like, a handful of things there? You're like, yeah, I guess I could go try and play Pokemon, but I'm going to stay in line for four fucking hours. <laughs> like, it's it's ridiculous. It's... Yeah, now I think it, now that you mentioned Activision, I was like, oh yeah, they really weren't there for anything. Like not even yeah, no. not even anything with Microsoft. They had nothing in there. Yeah, no, they got out there ahead of time and said, oh yeah, no, peace out. We don't have any. Sh- we're not going to be on the show floor. We're not making announcements. We're gone. Hmm. I'm wondering if it's because they're they're focusing on what they're doing with Blizzard. Considering after what happened to BlizzCon, they're just like. Oh God! Time to rethink strategy. Refocus. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Probably. So. But hey, what was shown was pretty good. It yeah. All it all kind of kicked off Saturday afternoon, <laughs> evening, depending on where you live, right. with Microsoft. Microsoft kicked it all off. What on Saturday? I thought they were Sunday. On Sunday, what do days mean? Because <laughs> Saturday was EA. <laughs> yeah, they, we'll, we'll loop around back to them because they had a weird structure. Right. They kind of streamed all weekend. But our first big actual conference was Microsoft, and they just got out and they kept hammering the games. Uh, right at the top of the show, they announced they have acquired Double Fine. Mm-hmm. Double Fine is now a part of the Microsoft family, which is odd because they prided themselves on being independent. Yeah, but I think probably that I think eventually it got to a point where it was like, hey, we can't afford to make some of the games that we yeah. can on our own that, that to we the scale. want to make. Yeah, yeah. To, to the scale that they want it. So they were just like, all right, sure. So the good th- the good thing about this is that they're purchased by Microsoft, and Microsoft is stepping on board to publish Psychonauts 2, mm-hmm. because that was originally... I forget who was publishing that originally, but that company went defunct. They're gone. Mm. So Microsoft's stepping in and publishing this, but Psychonauts 2, if you remember correctly, was originally on FIG as kind of like a crowdsource type thing. Okay. Microsoft is still honoring those pledges and putting it out on Steam on GOG, on PS4, and the hmm. Xbox. Okay. So, hooray for anyone who wants to play Psychonauts 2. I know I fucking do. Psychonauts is one of my favorite games. And that trailer looked like new and more Psychonauts. I'm totally on board. Give me that teeth world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck, yeah. Fucking, you're going into Dr. Lobato's head. to start. Apparently, that's like the opening. Hmm. And it's Raz's first day as an official psychonaut, so it'll. I'm completely on board with that. It's funny because when I was when I was watching the trailer for that, so my girlfriend was with me for a large majority of these, uh, mostly for the Microsoft one, um, and then some of the others throughout the rest of Sunday. Uh, but she missed all the other ones for during the week, so I kind of had to save some trailers to show her later. Uh, but when she saw the Psychonauts one, she's like, man, this looks like a really cool, like, Tim Burton game. And I'm like, fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> Has she not played the first? Uh, no, of course not. She oh. never, no. Dude, Psychonauts is, like, so, like, 
It's so no, small scale. Make, you gotta think. Her, you gotta no, think what, about it. No, it's no, no, it's so. big to you because you know about it. But to the game like itself, the general public, it has a voracious cult following. Yeah, you know how a cult if following sauce is because it's looks. a small group of people that. If she likes how that looks, time. she should play the original. Is what I'm saying. That's not really her type of game, but I could play it for her. You should because it's <laughs> hilarious. Right. And this looks to expand on that. Uh, out of there, they they talked about... Well, they they had a lot of game announcements. They went through a bunch of shit. Uh, but they... Basically, they got out there and they were talking about their new next console. Not a lot of details. Yeah. Well, I mean, but like, uh, other than 8K and 120 frames per second. 8K, 120... Blah blah blah, g- giggle flops and what have you. Like it'll be super powerful. I I fucking laughed when they were like, "Oh, we'll be able to to achieve things we've never seen before." And then immediately cut to 120 frames per second, and I was just like, "Oh my god, oh my god." You have to take this all with the caveat that it's on a console. <sighs> things you've never seen before on a console. R- right? No, I know. It's just it's still it's like you know. I, I get really, that, but really if you're curious. someone if you're someone that's like, you know, that is aware of the PC market <laughs> yes. and knows but, PC technology, like Right, but they they clearly are. They also rolled out their Game Pass for PC plan. Mm-hmm. Which it's a subscription service to play a huge library. They came out, oh, hundreds a hundred games available today on PC. It's basically Netflix, but for games. You're not streaming them. Yeah, got it. They, no. they didn't have a lot of detail on the streaming service that they're working on, xCloud. Right. But they've got an introductory offer right now. I don't know if it's active still, but it was a dollar for the first month. Right. So I hopped on it, and it's pretty cool. Like, it's it's a neat thing. Yeah, but... you, uh, you kind of convinced me to get it, because I was like, hey, let me check out this library. And then I, I looked through it. And saw like all the games that were on there. That was like, wow, these are there are several games on here that I had a slight interest in. And if it's a dollar for this first month, fuck yeah, I'm gonna do yeah. it. And then once so, I actually started like using it, I was like, oh my god, this shit's awesome. It yeah, that's the thing. It's like I wouldn't n- Void Bastards. I've been playing a ton on it, mm-hmm. and that sells for thirty bucks straight up. Mm-hmm. I was curious about it, but I wouldn't make a $30 plunge on something like that. But right. if it's on this subscription service, yeah, I'll download it and I'll play the shit out of it and go, whoa, this is really fucking good. Yeah. And, like, same thing with Astroneer. I think that one's, like, 40 and I downloaded that. And I spent most of my Saturday playing that. Mm-hmm. Astroneer is real good. So the subscription services have kind of come around to me. The regular pricing for the PC they announce is ten dollars a month. I thought it was right five. Now, that's an introductory offer. If you do the one dollar first month, then I think the next month is five dollars. I want to lock. I want to see if I can lock in a year at that five dollar, but there will be a limit to it. Mm. So it's ten dollars a month if you're only paying for that and you play two brand new games because all the first party games will launch on there. There's some third-party games that will launch on there, like The Outer Worlds, mm-hmm. which I would much rather play on the Microsoft Store than the Epic Store, but that's my own biases. Yep. 
And if you just play two games that way, two $60 retail games that way, it pays for itself mm-hmm. over oh, the yeah. course of a year. So I can see my game ownership mindset being more along the lines of, oh, yeah, I played all these games, but I, I will actually go out and buy a copy of the ones that really affect me and the ones that I really, really want. Mm-hmm. It it's it's interesting and it's got me rethinking game ownership in a way that I'm not a hundred percent okay with. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, because like uh, the way I've thought about it with my time uh, playing Void Bastards and a little bit of Sea of Thieves, uh, which I'm sorry I did start a little bit of Sea of Thieves without you. We, we should we should play some um, sea fucking thieves. That's uh, the pirates. Right. Uh, I I did with some friends that I knew that had already logged in like hundreds of hours so oh, I, yeah. I was like hey i have this now let's play and they were like yeah Show sure me the ropes yeah exactly so um so yeah i mean uh yeah kind of similar to what you were saying like you know when i first heard about i i guess really it was because it was stadia that that was i mean granted that's more of like a streaming service but it's still there's still a subscription service with it mm-hmm. uh on top of it but like yeah, like, I never really thought about how awesome it could be with doing a subscription service for games because there's so many games on there that it's, like, I wouldn't... I, I One or two things would happen. Like, either exactly what you were saying where it's, I, I'm going to play it, and if I really fucking love it, then I'm like, yeah, I'm going to buy it, which the Xbox Pass is even better because it they give you a discount on it while it's mm-hmm. still on their store so uh or start still on their platform so you could get it for cheaper which I think is great cuz it's like oh man I'm fucking loving this game like I will I see myself playing this more over the course of like over time over years yeah sure then I'll buy it but but the other thing that I really love about it is like uh there are some games on there, like, there are some games on there that maybe if I don't touch ever again, I'm okay with it. Like, yeah. I, I had my time with it, like, and that's it. And it just doesn't have to sit in my fucking Steam library forever and then, you know, yeah. s- scroll through it and be like, oh, maybe I'll eventually play that. But it's like, no, nah, man, I did. It's done. Let's move on. Like, Plus, like, for me, there's a couple of games that I've already bought on the PC digital store through Microsoft because I had the whole cross-buy thing. Hmm. And I know you would like something like Forza Horizon 4, but you're not going to go out and drop 60 bucks on something just because I told you it's good. Right. But if it's in this Game Pass, which it fucking is, and you <laughs> download it. I saw. We Listen, man, I can, only, like, I can I only I get install it. so many games. <laughs> I get it. But like this really incentivizes that kind of mentality. Like, hey, we all, we're all subscribers here. Let's just fucking hop. Let's just fucking play this game. Mm-hmm. And that was the overriding message of all of Microsoft Microsoft's conference, especially when they lead with the PC Game Pass announcement. They're like, we don't give a shit where you're playing, as long as you're playing games that we make. Mm-hmm. Like, just play them where you want to. Yeah. And it got even more interesting when you start looking at their Game Pass bundles. So right now, there exists the Game Pass Ultimate subscription, the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which bundles your Xbox Live Gold subscription with the console game pass Mm -hmm. which is a completely different list of games it's much larger on the console yeah but there's a special deal right now which if you look at it monetarily it's 60 dollars a year for gold 
$120 a year for Game Pass on console. So it ends up being $180. Mm-hmm. If you bundle in the Game Pass on PC with that, they add nothing. It's still $180 to get Game Pass on your Xbox, your PC, and your Gold if you're playing multiplayer on your console. Right. So that's a huge value get if you're someone who plays both on PC and on the console. Mm -hmm. Or if you're just playing on PC, just pay for the PC portion and fuck off on the con- like it's really smart. I think they're in a really smart position and they're moving they're making really good moves. Mhm. And looking at all of their game announcements this year, I think they're in a really good place come next come their console launch next next fall. Yeah. They showed a new trailer for that Ori game, whatever that is. I'm going to be fucking playing that day one for sure. Fuck yeah, that that thing looked real good. The only, uh, yeah, the only problem is is that like with a game like that. Uh, so I I recently replayed that game, uh, for my girlfriend like because I was like you have to see this game because it's fucking gorgeous. I love it. Like it's one of my favorite games of like 2015. Um, yeah, that sounds right. Not 16 because that was Doom. Um. But yeah, I think it was like 15, and I was like, this is one of my favorite games of that time, like, fucking watch watch me play it, but I don't know if she has as much interest, because uh, when we watched the trailer for the new, the new trailer for Ori, she was like, no, I don't want to cry again, fuck you, I don't want, I don't want any part of this, <laughs> and I was like, alright, fair enough, so if, if she doesn't want to watch it, then I'll probably play it on my own time, but if, uh, but if she does, the, it runs the issue of how the fuck am I going to play it, because I'd have to do my Steam link. That's normally how I played it. So unless I like, I can show you a way to do that. Yeah, which you is can, probably you can make that work. Right, which I just have to get out of the uh, get out of the Steam like TV mode and then go to the desktop and then load it and then I should be able to still use a controller. I think through the USB port. Yeah, you should be able to. I think I ran into problems trying to run Witcher that way previously. Mm. Worst case scenario, you can add Ori as an executable to a non-Steam game to your Steam library and then play it that way. That's and right. recognize a controller. That's right. Okay. It might yeah. fuck up your achievements, but... Yeah. I mean, there's... I haven't seen achievements for the Xbox thing anyway. Oh, they happen. I got a couple for Void Bastards already. Oh. You probably have your notifications turned off. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but also, Microsoft had a couple what-the-fuck announcements. Um, Fantasy Star Online 2 is finally <laughs> coming to the West after being Japan only for, what, six years? Uh, I don't know. There, There's an unofficial fan translation out there for you to play that to the West. So, fans translated a fucking MMO. Oh, God. And Microsoft's bringing it over, which fucking confuses the shit out of me. Uh, Blair Witch is coming back as a game, which uh. I I called that real early in that trailer when they said the Black Hills Forest, but then dismissed it because that's too stupid. And then you <laughs> see the thing standing in the corner, and I fucking just laugh. See, I didn't, I didn't know, I I know nothing about Blair Witch. Uh, but, I got real into that first movie when it first came right. out. But but yeah, it was like uh, 
you know, I think probably while they were talking in the beginning, I was probably guessing like what it was. Like I was like, oh my god, Alan Wake two, maybe. Like that's what a lot uh, of people thought. It looked like one. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, Alan Wake two, that'd be fucking awesome. And then I started thinking, no, maybe. Uh, oh, what else? Did I think it was. Uh, I thought maybe Evil Within three, but then I was like, no. And I was like, that would that would be. Oh, who who published that? Capcom. That was did. a Bethesda. Oh, that's right. It was Bethesda. Bethesda. Okay, yeah. So I was, so I was like, yeah. Why would they show it here? They would have that for Bethesda, and then, then I thought it was like one other game. I can't remember what it was. I could have thought it was, but yeah, it was like that was my mind reeling through. It was like, no, maybe it's this game. Maybe, maybe it's this game. And then suddenly it was just like, it wasn't until they they moved out, and then you uh, see the big fucking stick figure in the forest. Yeah, that's when I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> Blair Witch Project, it's been, what, over 20 years now? Yeah. Yeah, that was... That was something. I... I don't know what to make of that. But, yeah, I mean, that was... That was all my big takeaways. I, I like the look of that uh, Forza Horizon 4 Lego. That's just my <laughs> brand of stupid. <laughs> right. Like, mm. I, I saw an interview with one of the designers who said they had to fuck with their physics engine because the aerodynamics and the drag are based off the actual physical design of the cars Mm. so they had to break it because lego (laughs) is not aerodynamic at all right (laughs) so they're like okay simulate an actual car right this isn't going to be fun for anyone right which i guess i guess could be like from a technical standpoint fairly easy because then you would just do it to the shape you just make Mm -hmm. like a hidden shape of a model yeah, that would be the general. That would be like the general shape of what the Lego is making, and then it's like, okay, the game will treat it like that. But apparently, they also treated the Legos with the same level of fine detail as they do all the cars. Oh, so, like, Jesus. if there's a slight deformity in the Lego, they modeled that. <laughs> and there's some of the clear pieces that are the windshields that you can, if you pause and zoom in at the right angle, you can read the part number that would normally be on the clear Lego <laughs> on the inside. And they also added, like, thumbprints to them. Like, some fucking giant snapped these together. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's great. That's stupid and great. I love it. And you can bring those Lego cars into the regular Hor- Forza world. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. Like, fuck yeah. Yeah, that's... I mean, I also loved watching uh, the cars run over the Lego pieces and hearing all the snapping come off and how it flew out and like that was that was really nice. Well, that's half the fun of Forza Horizon Four is just fucking up the English countryside, <laughs> just being an absolute fucking dick and tearing ass through these farmers' fields and okay. just wrecking shit because it gives you points for wrecking shit. Oh, okay, all right. Like, there's a reason for you to be a dick and just spin donuts in a fucking. <laughs> field and then run into big ben like an asshole like it it, sure it's it's english asshole the game yeah but that was those were all my big takeaways uh did i miss anything uh how about is there anything for you uh fucking yeah that was part of microsoft's conference yeah yeah we're we're restricting it to microsoft right now cyberpunk maybe possibly about that keanu (laughs) like what the fuck the e3 moment yeah like 
Come on. I'm shocked they were able to keep that under wraps. Like, that was a complete and utter surprise to everyone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, there was no... There was nothing that hinted to that. There was no rumors. There was no leaks. There was nothing. And then suddenly that shit happened. Yeah, and fucking... Yeah. The one thing I'm actually surprised they did was that this year they didn't show a gameplay trailer. They just did a cinematic one. Similar to their reveal one. Like Well, yeah. Apparently there is a gameplay demo that they rolled out at E three behind closed doors for the press. Right. Which is which is being shown and going to be a demo later this year. At PAX, PAX West, they're gonna debut that to the public. Yep. So we are gonna see it, but more importantly we got a release date. Yes. With Keanu just screaming and pointing and being super excited. Apparently he was overwhelmed with the response he didn't expect that apparently well you know he's fucking he's he's in a room with a lot of enthusiastic people and fucking he's been killing it lately so yeah so why not april 16th 2020 that's still a lot sooner than i thought yeah i thought that was gonna be holiday next year Mm. so fuck yeah I mean, Cyberpunk continues to look real fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, was that part of the, that wasn't part of the Game Pass, was it? Or maybe it was. I don't think it is. Mm. I don't think that one is. Oh, I know I, all the first party Microsoft stuff is. I didn't, I, I just realized I actually didn't want to get it through Game Pass anyway. I would rather throw money at CD Projekt Red and I'm going to buy it through GOG because that's where you get all their you, shit. You should, you should buy it through like a brick and mortar store because their physical editions come with shit. Like The Witcher 3 came with soundtrack, map, stickers. This is a standard edition, not a special edition. Right. Like, they do the classic style PC release and they are the only PC publisher that I will buy physical copies from. Mm. Plus, it's not just a disc with like a, hey, this is a GOG installer. <laughs> no, that's that's day zero version of The Witcher that I can bust out and install anywhere. Right. It's real fucking good. <laughs> uh, let me see. What else? I mean, that was oh, one. right. From announced their new title there, Elden Ring, with a cinematic trailer. Mm-hmm. With George R.R. R. Martin, which we all, which leaked a couple days ahead of time. So it's like, okay. Yeah. And that trailer was all nothing but, oh, Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Yeah, man. I mean, oh. look at look at fucking, I mean, Dark Souls, yo. I mean, it's essentially yeah, yeah, that. It, precisely. I mean, it's it's basically, hey, what if George R.R. R. Martin fucking wrote a Dark Souls game or, like, the world and then from just made it, like... <laughs> Like that, like from, that's pretty much it. From just made it, yeah. Like the, we we just sat through the pitch meeting. That's exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah, pretty much. Um, oh, one thing that was kind of weird to me that was shown at the Microsoft conference, which I'm weirdly excited for, is Flight Simulator. Oh God, right. <laughs> and that it's, came out of nowhere, and mostly because a it's fucking Flight Simulator shown at E3, like of all things. Mm-hmm. But B, that game looks really fucking good. <laughs> well, and also C, after the performance of 
Microsoft Flight Simulator X, which came out like six years ago, <laughs> that edition was supposed to be like a free-to-play, but then you would pay for the different regions of the world. Mm-hmm. It was not well-received. It was panned and people fucking shit all over it because you couldn't just play a flight simulator game. Yeah. And it felt like they were trying to nickel and dime you. So it felt like Microsoft was going to put that entire series on ice and never make another one. Yeah. But then to debut with this one and then to leak out, hey, by the way, it's about two terabytes of data to map the fucking globe. (laughs) Yeah. And it looks so fucking good, like graphically fucking hell man Uh, yeah yeah it looks it looks very stunning like low-key shocking announcement of the show (laughs) yeah Yeah. man i think gears 5 whatever yeah hey gears 4 (laughs) that was a good gears game and i realized after watching that trailer i've accidentally played all of the gears games (laughs) (laughs) but i wouldn't count myself as like a gears fan Uh, yeah like i like those games they're they're good games but i'm not like yeah fuck yeah let's do gears like yeah i'll, I'll play that hey hey is there is there co-op because it's always co-op because hey you know it's on the game pass we should wait we should do some gears 4 did did you never play gears 4 nope oh i'll fucking play Gears again. <laughs> sure why the fuck not <laughs> i played it when it came okay. came out i i mean that's one of the ones i own all it's, right it's it's a good gears game <laughs> okay and Gears 5 looks to be like more of that. Uh, all right. At, at least Gears 5 looks like they're going in an interesting direction with the narrative. Mm-hmm. Because 4 just kind of ends on a weird note. But, I'm, I'm yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll fucking play Gears 5. Sweet. And then they played a new trailer for the Halo Infinite. Hmm. And it looks real good, because it was running on the Scarlet. It's going to be a Scarlet launch game. Yes. And it looks like a real good Halo, where tonally that trailer makes it look like Cortana done fucked everything. Yeah. So well, did you, did you play Guardians? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I thought it ended on a real neat note, like, oh, shit's gonna get cool. And then they jump ahead, it looks like. Yeah. Like they go a couple of years, yeah. After yeah, they the do the Halo Two to the Halo Three thing, where oh, I'm gonna finish this fight, then nope, fucking booted off that ship. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what happened? Yeah. Yeah, it <laughs> it looks neat. Pretty and pretty plus, good. Plus, also they they took the armor from the first game, because I mm-hmm. guess a lot of people criticized on how Master Chief's armor looked in four and five. And then so eventually 343 was just like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. Just put the model one and then good. Yeah. We're good. Put put the one people like. <laughs> yeah. Like we tried to make it our own, but we don't know what we're doing. Uh, so right, yeah. Fucking fine. Like I, I didn't even pick up on that, but yeah, that's a good, that's a good catch. Uh, and I think that's, I think now that's it. Yes. Uh, oh, one thing I wanted to know with the Project Scarlet video is that one of the hardware manufacturers let slip a small comment. Well, didn't let slip. Right. But basically mentioned, oh, yeah, we're trying to develop, you know, a, a location for thousands of games across four generations. Which, mm-hmm. to me, maybe being a bit too optimistic, <laughs> reads into that as, fuck, they might be targeting full backward compatibility with all Xbox lines. Yeah. 
I mean, why not? It's if it's yeah. powerful enough, like fucking yeah. I I expect at the bare minimum it being backward compatible with Xbox One. Yeah, fully. But if they can get full OG Xbox backward compatibility out of the gate, fuck, that's stupid, and I love it. <laughs> and again, yeah. it 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 from my mindset, if they make that whole thing backward compatible with everything, that incentivizes me immediately to buy that console. Mm-hmm. As someone who likes to play old fucking games from time to time, right. and I don't have an OG Xbox anymore, my, why don't I just buy the thing that plays all the Microsoft games? Yeah, yeah. Cool. I, I, I wait with bated breath to hear confirmation of that. Right. But that basically summed up Xbox. Meanwhile, I'm just hoping that Sony makes at least PS4 compatible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, PS3 stuff might be a, a bit of a hard sell and mm-hmm. technically very difficult to pull off. Yeah. But, I hey, they should. They should do as much as they can. They can at least do PS2, PS1 software emulation. They've proven that. Yeah. Why They should be able to do it with PS3, but who the fuck knows? Yeah. I'm hopeful. Flash forward a couple hours and the Apology Showcase with Bethesda showed up oh boy on sunday and they had nothing of value to talk and so we're going to skip them completely how (laughs) dare you how dare you no i'm kidding they had a couple of really cool fucking things announced uh we'll we'll save your favorite for last because i know you're just gonna go off on it uh apparently that trailer for wolfenstein youngblood did not necessarily line up with the tone of the demo hmm so, listening to a lot of Giant Bomb coverage, the, they announced and showed the first trailer for Wolfenstein Youngblood. Mm-hmm. It is a co-op shooter, but you can play it single player. Yep. And AI will just control BJ's other daughter. Okay. You play as BJ's twins, who discover he's been missing, and they fucking steal an FBI helicopter. The, the, okay, so this takes place years after Wolfenstein 2. The, the U.S. is... Yeah. The U.S. is liberated. There are no more Nazis in the U.S. Grace who was uh, the resistance leader in 2, is now the head of the FBI. Okay. Her daughter is working under her in the FBI. BJ is kind of retired, but his daughter is fine, like, recording equipment in the attic in a hidden room and find that he's missing in France. So they go with Grace's daughter, and they steal a fucking FBI helicopter and fly to France to free BJ. And the entire tone is apparently like madcap teen hijinks murdering Nazis. Okay. In the demo that the press played, apparently, one of the daughters murders their first Nazi. Mm. And they start cheering and laughing, but puking at the same time because they just murdered a man. (laughs) So they're kind of like joy puking, clapping, puking. They're like, it's madcap teen adventures. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Which... Sure, I will play any Wolfenstein game that comes out after the first two. As long as as long as the gameplay is improved, I would be for so, it. So that's what they said. Uh, the, most of the impressions are it still plays like the old Wolfenstein games, but because it's co-op, you have a revive mechanic. Mm-hmm. So that alleviates a lot of the frustration and problems that people were having with the, old, with the newer Wolfenstein games. Right. Plus, you get hand signals to send out to each other, and like one of them's like a thumbs up, and that'll give you extra health. 
The other one's Devil Horns, and that'll give you extra armor. So, like, the two players can just sh- toss up the Devil Horns and, like, fuck yeah, armor! And then go in the <laughs> fucking fight. Okay, okay. <laughs> and, like, those are equippable. You can find different, like, Shakabra or what have you. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's my brand of stupid. Okay. Sure. It looks it looks real fucking good. I'll wait. I'll wait till the reviews come out for that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not as like hyped as I was with Wolfenstein too, but I am. Oh, I'm. I'm. I'm me, I'm on board. Right. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Plus, it's it's not a full sixty dollar game. They announced the pricing at forty bucks. Hmm. Okay. It's kind of like the old blood way back when they released the first game. Right. That kind of mindset. Uh, they then brought out one of the cutest humans ever to exist to announce Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh. Which, I don't know what the fuck that game is, but I'm on board with it, because it's Shinji Mikami's team. Mm-hmm. But uh, the woman they had on stage was the head of this project. Mm-hmm. And the it's way like she that says, creative director, I think, or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, creative director. And the way she said spooky <laughs> really really sold me on it <laughs> it's it's spooky yeah it's spooky so yeah that, that's those were uh, let me see yeah we'll get into let's get through the positives before we go into the apology hour hold go, on you have the stage hold on there's also death loop has my interest because that's that's a game that's made by arcane studios and they've done some good oh, shit right i forgot that was arcane yeah so that has my interest as well because I'm curious I, as to see what kind of game that is because all they did was just introduce the premise which I'm like okay but I I want to see what that's about. Yeah, so did we get confirmation if that's solely single player? No. All all we got was just like we got the trailer and then Arcane came out and they they were like, "Yeah, here's our next game. It's set in the 80s and it's a shooter." Okay, bye! And that was it. And it was like... it's different than anything else we've made. Yeah, and I was like, okay, so... The fuck? Like... Yeah, so from what I can gather, those two characters are the name main protagonists. Mm -hmm. He, I forget his name, is trying to break the system. Right. She is trying to maintain the system. Mm -hmm. And the only way she maintains the system is by killing him, which resets the world. Right. The only way he breaks the system is by killing her. So I feel like you have to play as him, but that might not be the case. Maybe me, they each have their own story. Let me let me blow your fucking mind. Ready? When you load up the game, you pick which character you want to be, and then you and then pick that character, Souls. and then uh, no, and then uh, that person is an AI-controlled antagonist throughout the entire game. And you're just trying to, like, accomplish the goal. And then you beat it that one time. And then there's the second playthrough, whereas you play as the other character. And you're doing the opposite of what the goals were for the previous character. And that's what that game is. Okay, my mind is not blown. But that's kind of what I thought it would be. Right. But what if, what if... It's kind of like a Dark Souls-esque in that you only get matched into a single-player scenario against a player who's playing as the other character. 
but I, you have no way of communication. It's like journey esque. I f- I feel like that would be like a uh, they would have an off offline and online mode. Like yeah, off I, offline, it would be an AI, but online, it would be it would have you take control and then yeah, you yeah. fight each other. I'm certainly curious as to what the fuck that game is. Mm-hmm. And it looks neat. Yeah. All right. So the thing now that you, you want me, the thing that you want me to talk about. Uh, I mean, fucking Doom Eternal, man. Shit looks shit looks real good. I need to still go back and finish the first. Yes, you do. Uh, yeah, I I got to listen to some of the uh, Mick Gordon's uh, metal opera that he said he wanted to do. That's like a first time ever thing, and it was real fucking good. And I was like, I want more of that shit. <laughs> like now, please. Um. Yeah, it looks like fucking Doom. I mean, there's not much more to say other than I I want more of that. Well, there's there's a whole bunch of new mechanics if you listen to any of the Giant Bomb stuff, because Jeff Gersman is losing his fucking mind <laughs> over Doom Eternal. Mm. So you've got a flamethrower now mounted right. to your shoulder. Yep. And you can just trigger that whenever. Yep. And when you hit someone with a flamethrower and then kill them, they spawn armor. Yep. So you have a way to create armor now. And then there's a whole thing about getting a particular type of specific kill. There's a lot more jumping and platforming to make it more like... A... The way they were describing it, the first <laughs> the first Doom is like violent chess. Mm-hmm. So their whole mindset with Doom Eternal is, what if violent speed chess? <laughs> Where you have to be faster. Okay. So, like, if you find yourself dying repeatedly in Doom Eternal, you're not being aggressive enough. Like, mm-hmm. you have to be constantly fucking aggressive. Mm-hmm. And constantly swapping out your weapons and varying your attacks in order to maximize their output. Keep your health high. You get the glory kills for the health. You spit them fire to get the armor. Then you kill them with the chainsaw to spawn your ammo. Yep. And then you fucking platform. And then you can curb stomp and, like... <laughs> It it looks like more Doom, it, but it, faster. It sounds it sounds like basically they took what they did with the arcade mode from the original game and then just kind of incorporated it into the main game in a way that yeah. doesn't that feels like it flows nicely. Not to say that the arcade mode doesn't with two thousand with the the first Doom. Um, it's just that in the arcade mode you're fucking rushing through because you're mm-hmm. like I need to get the best fucking score. Like that's your goal. Whereas, you know, I, I want to be able to have some time to, like, slow down and, it, like, take in, like, after, like, a battle arena moment, like, take a moment to kind of, like, look around and see the environment and soak in, like, everything that's going on and be like, okay, cool. So, yeah. I, I, I'm sure they, they found that balance, and I'm I'm not doubting that. Um, but it just sounds like they just basically took the speed of the arcade from the first game and then they were like okay how can we make it so that it's that in the next game yeah of that same fucking just you're going go 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 and kill as fast as you fucking can yeah um but yeah i mean i noticed also like the uh the dash uh swinging off of uh bars um they added like so, yeah, they added more like parkour moves, which is kind of interesting, I guess, in a way. The super shotgun now has an alternate fire that's a grappling hook. Yes. Yep. That that 
I already loved the super shotgun, <laughs> and now I love it more. Yeah, because they didn't have a they didn't have a uh, an alternate mode for no the because super it's shotgun. a fucking it's a fucking super shotgun. You don't need any other weapon if you have the super shotgun. You right. need nothing more. Right. <laughs> it is the best gun. Fuck you all. Uh, also, the BFG made a brief appearance. They also outlined the multiplayer on this because they're changing that around too. Yes. It's now strictly a three-player affair where one person plays a Doom Slayer and the other two people select different demons mm-hmm. to try to take down the Doom Slayer. Which, you know, I never touched the multiplayer of the original Doom release in 2016. I heard it was okay. Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, it felt like Halo and Quake had a baby. That was right. That yeah. was that was basically what it was. It felt like to me. Yeah, I heard it was fine. I didn't know anyone who, like, really, like, no, fucking Doom multiplayer is, is where it's at. Like, no no one was really, j- like, jacked up on it. Right. They're trying to do something different now. So, hey, I applaud them for that. Mm-hmm. They could, they could have just turned around and said, hey, look, it's the multiplayer mode again. Right. Like, whatever. Well, there's also the other multiplayer aspect where uh, players can randomly jump into your your game oh, right it, that is in this one isn't it mm-hmm. while you're in the middle of of your single player run and then fucking people randomly jump in as a special demon and then you have to fucking fight them yeah but they have like the same regular health i guess or whatever but they just they could just show up and try to fuck your shit up so they'll be like smarter Right, they didn't really talk about any of that this year. No, E3. Well, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure they probably just had enough time to like talk a little bit of single player, like very little, because I'm sure there's not yeah. much more to say. Like single player is just gonna it's be like, Doom hey, single player. Hey, it's more Doom single player. Yeah, like. W- and by the way, we have more lore. Right, and then you know, then the, then the fucking multiplayer, like that was you know like hey we revamped the multiplayer and this is what it is and that's probably all the time that they had instead of like going into more depth about the whole like invading system because they already did that last year and that was already done so i don't know i mean maybe yeah i i want to see that shit in action i want to see how you do that right to see a sudden fucking doot revenant show up (laughs) if he doesn't honk like a goddamn horn when i murder him I'm still I'm still uh, on the fence of whether if I should get that collector's edition or not. I I partly want to just because I love Doom so fucking much and that helmet yeah. look real looks real good. But I'm also like, God, that's just more shit. Yeah, that's just more shit that I have to have. Yeah. I mean, it would it would definitely. I mean, it, it, the fucking helmet would go right up there. Like that's for sure. Like it would be mm-hmm. in that spot, like front and center, like next next to my cyber demon. It's like right yeah, next to it. Yeah, of course. It, it like, has to be. Like, it, it would go there. Like, I know that. But, again, it's like, god damn, it's more shit. <laughs> yep. That's where I'm at. But I know... Game Pass is so cool. But I know But I know also that, like, you know, there is a PC version of it. But I don't know whether if it's, like, if the PC version, if it comes with a code for Steam. Or if it's a, or if it's a code for their Bethesda store. I think I remember seeing where that might be a Game Pass game, too. Hmm. 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 <laughs> but again, that's one of those things where it's like, no, you want to buy that game. Right. 
Yeah, because I because oh. I got so many hours out of Doom twenty thousand sixty. Because like after the because they just kept releasing more shit for it too. Like their yeah. arcade mode wasn't even in it until like. All right, that was a, a, late a year patch. later, like something like that. Like yeah, it came out much later, and I was just like, Jesus, there's more shit that they're releasing for this thing. Mm-hmm. Speaking of more shit. Uh, the Apology Hour rolled around, and guess what? They added a game to Fallout 76. Mm. NPCs. <laughs> fucking dialogue trees. Like, they've they went and they made a multiplayer Fallout, finally. Uh, uh, they made the bare minimum. And people, <laughs> and people, and people cheered for it. So, so that's the thing, too. We, we can't talk about Bethesda. We can't go throughout Bethesda without talking about the fucking ridiculous goddamn audience. <laughs> Oh, they were definitely... they were totally devs from Bethesda that were screaming. Yeah, like it was too fucking much. Because man. because like... no way was someone that excited about Blades. No one was that excited about Blades. It's on Switch. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, of course it's on Switch. Fucking Follow Shelters on Switch. Right? Yeah. Who gives a shit? Anyway. The nuclear winter update is coming out to Fallout 76 later this year that adds NPCs, quest lines, factions, t- trees, things like that. And narratively, they've woven it so craftily into the world of 76. <laughs> oh, it's been open for a while, so now we're finding people. Fuck you. <laughs> and then the most egregious fucking thing possible. They added a they added a battle royale game mm-hmm. because everyone loves the shooting of the fallout <laughs> franchise yeah yeah oh yeah I, i'm ready to see a, how much of a train wreck that'll fucking be the, the entire fallout 76 section just had this cloud of like desperation oh yeah over it yeah that Man, it's real sad to see that mm-hmm. coming coming from Todd Howard, coming from that team. Like they have a fucking pedigree. These people made Morrowind. These people made Skyrim. Fallout three. Fallout three. Fallout four. They didn't Which make is the okay. best Fallout. They didn't right. make New Vegas. Like, but they still have a pedigree of yeah. making good fucking games, and to see them fart out this fallout 76 and then this apology like yeah i'm sorry but at this point there is nothing that will get me into fallout 76 i think that ship has sailed mm-hmm. and i think all this stuff is a stopgap, a make good to try to appease the fucking horrible fan base that's sending death threats and things <laughs> there were three segments in that show of the gamers like we do it for oh you. yeah we're here for you oh yeah man Yep. Yeah, I fucking rolled my eyes every time it popped up. Like, I, I can get starting your show with that, and, like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But to keep coming back to it? It was like their commercial break. Yeah. And, yeah, it just... Uh, I think it was our turn to say, we hear you, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> please stop. <laughs> But outside of that, outside the Fallout shit, they had a fucking solid, a solid showing. Yeah, I mean, there was also the Rage 2 expansion, which, meh. I mean... Yeah, I mean, hey, it's more it's, Rage. It's, it's there. I mean, oh, God. Right. <laughs> I think we both just saw it at the same time. 
What are you looking at? I'm looking at the thing that I didn't think that they were going to revive because I was like, "Hey, what's?" Uh, it it wasn't oh, until it that. popped. It wasn't until it popped up that I was like, yeah. "Oh my god, I forgot about that franchise entirely." And then once I saw it's a mobile game, I was like, "Well, fuck you." Yeah, man. <laughs> why they got to fuck Commander Keen like that? Yeah. I I mean, when they first set, started singing, once I saw the helmet and everything i was like holy shit oh my god fucking are we gonna get a goddamn 2d platformer game that's yeah that's what i thought it was gonna be a a classic like snes style update to the classic commander keen it'd be first on switch i'm like fuck yeah give me that fucking commander keen on your phone fuck you fuck everything (laughs) fucking flip this table (laughs) fuck why you gotta fuck my commander keen like that yeah I'll still download it on my phone <laughs> to see what the fuck it is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I was excited, but then immediately brought down the like, oh, so this is what it is now. This is what you've done, and you know, canonically, Commander Keen, Commander Billy Keen from the original game, is the direct descendant of B.J. Blazkowicz. <laughs> And Commander Keen is the predecessor to the Doomslayer. Like, they're all a part of the same bloodline. <laughs> people people have found evidence to support this oh, theory. Jesus Christ. And I'm completely on board with this theory. So, so one thing you may... I mean, this is going to be a little bit of a spoiler for you, but you'll come across it when you play Doom, finally, you fuck. I, I don't uh, care about spoilers. Like, fucking right, Doom is right, Doom. Like, right. but fuck yeah. There's there's an Easter egg in Hell where you come across uh, this secret area and there's, like, all these spikes and there's different bones and skeletons and everything. But there's one particular skull that is impaled on this spike that's in the center of it all and it's got a Commander Keen helmet on it. Mm-hmm. And I was I think like, I remember seeing a screenshot of that. And I was like, that's pretty good. It's all very good. That's that's good shit. And I was like, oh my god. And that's when I was reminded about Commander Keen. I was like, oh my god, fucking Commander Keen. Where is he gone? What's happened? And then we got oh, that man. shit. And then we get the mobile game. Mm-hmm. Fuck. No, I was oh shitting about their Orion technology. Oh, game oh. streaming. Like, bleh, bleh, bleh. why does everyone have to spawn off their own tech? I think that's the next fucking arms race. I think and I, th- I I felt like it's something that Bethesda lately has been trying to be a trend chaser lately instead of just doing their own thing and then just le- letting the games be the new trend setters, right? Like, because if you look at it, if you look at it out of everything that Bethesda showed, what was exclusively bethesda that bethesda is working on themselves that wasn't a mobile game versus everything else that was being published by them that was actual games that are coming out um everything that we talked about today like id is owned by bethesda right still tango game works owned by bethesda right Wolfenstein, again, another id property owned mm-hmm. by Bethesda. Well, Machine Games. Oh, yeah. Th- yeah. Still owned by Bethesda. Mm-hmm. 
I'd say everything related to Elder Scrolls and Fallout are trend chasing bullshit mm-hmm. as of late. And those and, and those yeah. are being developed by Bethesda. Whereas Bethesda all the game studios, yeah. Yeah. Whereas so, all... okay. So you're not talking the publishing arm, you're talking mm-hmm. Bethesda fuck them and their naming. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yep. I, that's what I was saying specifically as Bethesda, as the developer company, like, look at yes. all the shit no, that they no, no, were no. putting get... out. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not disagreeing with that. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. Lots of highs. I think I, I think Doom was really a really good showing Yeah. at E3 this year. Um. Okay, so that'll pretty much wrap up Bethesda. Uh, Devolver got out there. They did their weirdo shit. <laughs> and I loved it. Um, yeah, so I just caught the highlights from it. Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout really caught my attention. Because mm-hmm. it looks like, what if Gang Beast Battle Royale? And I'm like, yeah, what if Gang Beast Battle Royale? <laughs> Let's fucking do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I I thought yeah. that was neat. I thought uh was like <laughs> the one thing that I was like, wait, what are they really doing? That was <laughs> yep. the uh, enter the gungeon house of the gun dead. I was like, wait, is that a real arcade cabinet? And I looked it up, and sure enough, they're being fucking it's sold. A fucking real arcade <laughs> cabinet. She said in the trailer, like you can start ordering these real actual arcade cabinets right now, and have these real actual arcade cabinets delivered to real actual uh. arcades and real actual homes next okay. year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't. Couldn't. Uh, yeah. That was something where I was like, "Wait, are they serious?" And then, yeah, sure enough, because you know, sometimes with Devolver, you don't fucking know. Like, you never know. Uh, yeah. No, I I never trust anything they say. I think half of it is lies until I see <laughs> yeah. actual gameplay. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the one game that I'm actually really interested that they did highlight, uh, was, uh, Carry On. Yeah. Like, that game looks fucking good. Mostly just because it's, like, you're, you're the alien, for once, and you're the one that's, like, evil and just killing things, and... In my head canon, Carry On is the sequel to Inside. <laughs> okay. It's like, yeah. Sure. Yeah, let's keep playing some inside. But now we're violent. Uh, right. Durr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, it looks neat. And I loved how they presented that at the show. It just fucking chest bursts out of the dude. And she turns around, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You're too early. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I, I loved how, uh, because this year I was like, man, how is, what's the direction that Devolver is going to go in? <laughs> And they went making fun of the fucking Nintendo Direct. And I was just like, and I was like, this is exactly where this needed to go in this whole meta story that they have. Because now there's an antagonist in the storyline, and it's just like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, well, so that's why I like watching the Devolver stuff. I never watch it, like, I just watch it before we started recording. Okay. But I don't watch it for their game announcements because they're good games I will hear about through the grapevine. Oh, yeah. You watch it for their weird fucking narrative that they're <laughs> building over multiple years of E3. <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, I love you, Devolver. Stay fucking weird. Uh, Do we want to get into the PC gaming show? Because there's a PC gaming show. I didn't really follow a lot of it. Um, yeah, other than, uh, I thought it was interesting with Baldur's Gate 3, 
mm-hmm. was announced. Um, yeah, no one saw that one coming. Really? <laughs> yeah, that was that was like one of the things that came out like front and center. That was like, hey, we're working on this. I was like, holy shit! And it's the uh, the same people that did Divinity Original Sin. That's like that whole yep. team, and they were like, yeah, we were just totally given the rights to fucking work on it. Like, yeah, we contacted Wizards of the Coast. They said, hey, we really like your Divinity games. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make it full, full creative everything, and they're like, "Oh shit, okay." <laughs> oh, we caught the car. Let's go. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I thought that was awesome. Um, oh god, there was a bit of controversy around Shenmue Three. Oh, that's right. When Shenmue Three was originally kickstarted, there was a Steam tier where if you kickstarted at that level, you would get the pc version on steam oh that's right that was a lie because now it's exclusive to the epic store and everyone's pissed who backed it at the steam level Mm-hmm. plus i've heard some feedback from uh different people in the press who played the actual demo on the floor and apparently it's like hey what if a dreamcast in 2019 oh jesus like it feels like someone hermetically sealed yeah. I'm quoting Alex Navarro of Giant Bomb. What if they hermetically sealed a Dreamcast game, put it in their freezer, and then pulled it out in 2019 and said, Huh! I think this is still good. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Which, as someone who played the first Shenmue and really enjoyed it when it came out, mm-hmm. I would probably expect exactly that out of Shenmue 3. Shenmue 1 and 2 are on Game Pass. I'm thinking about... Beyond my better judgment, I'm thinking about going back and replaying Shenmue and then playing Shenmue 2 for the first time. Good luck. I know how those games are. Good luck. Uh, I gotta kind of ignore that voice in the back of my head. Um, uh, sorry, I'm just like scrolling through because there was a whole day where I talked about it with some local friends where we talked about the PC gaming show specifically because they were like, oh, this is the only thing of E3 I watch. And I was like, okay, sure. Um, <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, uh, hey, to each their own. Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck. Uh, one thing that I laughed about was uh, Chivalry 2 got announced, which I watched that trailer and I was like, Hey, Mordow's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because I have that game, and I've played a couple hours of it already. And after seeing the combat of Mordow and then seeing the combat of Chivalry 2, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go back to Mordow. Also because Copy- it also because it's on Steam and won't be an e- ep- Epic Games Store exclusive. Uh, Hey, can I copy your homework? Yeah, just don't make it apparent. Okay. <laughs> Your Chivalry 2. Well, I mean, Chivalry 2 doesn't even have anything new about it. So... Like, it, it looks all the same. Like, because, like, even Mordhau, it's got, uh... It's got, uh, horse combat. Like, you can get yeah, on a fucking horse and, like, attack people. Uh, and loot. And loot. Like, you can upload MIDI loops yeah. and play them on your loot. Yeah, like, there's so much that Mordow has already done that's, like, that's basically Chivalry 2 already. That's, like, mm-hmm. better. But, like, after seeing Chivalry 2, I'm like, I'm just gonna go back to Mordow. Also, also, Torn Banner Studios, like... A lot of their games lately have just been like they make it, they release it, 
and then there's not a lot of post-launch support, and then they just drop the game entirely and move on. So how much you want to bet that as they're developing Chivalry 2, they saw Mordhau come out and just went, fuck! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh... Yeah, definitely. Why didn't we do that? <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, Evil Genius 2. Oh, right. Wait. They'd announced that earlier, but they didn't show anything okay. previous to E3. I don't know if they showed any gameplay at E3. No, they didn't. It was just a... Talk about trick. reviving a dead fucking franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it. That caught yeah. my eye, really. They had a Vermintide 2 versus trailer. Which basically That's set right. it up to be more like uh, Left for Dead. Left for Dead multiplayer. Yeah, as soon as they as soon as they released that, I was like, "That's fucking perfect. That's exactly yeah. what that game needed for if they wanted to add new shit." Yeah, I mean, Vermintide has become the de facto new Left for Dead. So yeah, um, there I was think that's cool. There was some Bloodlines two new trailer that they released. Right. Which I am very excited for. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that is set not '90s. If you played the original Bloodlines, that was set modern day at the time, so like 1994 era. Right. This is modern day 2019 Seattle. Oh, nice. So it's the same location. Okay. And yeah, that's shaping up to be another one of those, but in a modern context. Yeah, sign me up. Um. Yeah, there's like an update for uh, Destiny 2 that they're doing, because now they're going free-to-play. Right, the core game is free-to-play. Actually, I believe everything is free-to-play except for the most recent expansions. Yes, yes. Yeah, their first two expansions are included in with that new free-to-play model, but it's Forsaken is locked off, and you have to pay And then by the time the next one comes around, Forsaken will unlock, I think. Maybe I'm just extrapolating where I shouldn't. Maybe. Yeah. But hey, that sounds good. That might get me to play Destiny 2 again. (laughs) Well, it makes me curious as to... A, if you'd still be able to play it on Battle.net. B, how are you going to... Did they already address the cross-save? Yeah, so they said that basically you're going to sign into your Destiny account. And then when you sign into that account on the Steam version, it just transfers it over. Okay. So I'll have to I would have to do that on my Battle.net account before. I believe so. That sounds about right. Okay. But like that's that's for anyone who has played more than a couple hours like I would just fucking start from scratch in my situation. No, I I've, I've I've got a character that I've already finished yeah so they they did address like the power leveling curve let's say i hop in there i'm a brand new player and i want to play with my friends Mm -hmm. right and they just bought the new expansion they're eager to play that i've not played a day you can play it for a couple of hours and get to a light level that will get you ready for the most recent thing you don't have to play through everything oh thank god but so they were talking about this on the giant bomb interview couch show And they're like, okay, so what we do is we give you a base quest, right? And you go through and you get this armor that puts you to the level to play. Mm -hmm. 
Like, okay, but does anyone get pissed off because now everything I've done doesn't fucking matter? He's like, no, 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 we solved that. Because you get armor that makes you look like a fucking goob. Like, you look like a fucking goober. When you come out of this stuff, you can play, but you don't look good. Mm -hmm. And people who have been playing are completely okay with this. Because they look badass for having played through everything and grind grinded out to get to the light level they're at. Yeah, yeah. And they have something to show for it. You can just waltz in like a fucking idiot and look like a goddamn idiot and be like, hey guys, I'm here to play. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, you are, buddy. Good like, job. Like fucking rags and shit, yeah. Yeah. And like, that's actually really fucking smart in really understanding your player base. Yeah. I think... I think... Bungie going independent and away from Activision could be one of the most important decisions they have ever made as a studio. Yeah. I'm really curious to see the whole Destiny thing pan out. In my mind, what I would like to see is them implement original Destiny 1 content into this new free-to-play version and then rename it just fucking Destiny. So it's no longer Destiny, it's no longer Destiny 2, it's just like, here's Destiny, here's our thing, and it becomes like Warframe. Mm-hmm. Like, they could fucking do that. Yeah. The market's there. So is that it for the PC showcase? Yeah. As, uh, I mean, there are other indie games and stuff, but people can look that up. Yeah. Uh, that rolls us into Ubisoft, which happened Monday, June 10th. Uh, there was a whole bunch of fucking army. Yay, army, Rainbow Six. Tom Tom Clancy's Ubisoft conference is what that was. Yeah, presents Tom Clancy's. Now, let's be honest. For me, the only thing I was really excited for and looked real fucking cool was Watch Dogs Legion. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's been a couple of interviews with the creators afterwards. So this is the third Watch Dogs Set in a post-Brexit Europe, or post-Brexit London. Right. And there is no main character. The main character is an NPC, and you can recruit any NPC and create your legion of watchdoggers. Mm-hmm. And it's literally any NPC. They all have different origin quests, and once you do those, you recruit them on your team, and they each have their own skills, their own quirks and things like that they're all voiced they all have names Mm. and everyone refers to them in the name and it looks incredibly ambitious yeah i'm very excited to see how this pans out yeah i'm 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 excited for it because it seems like the next logical step for that kind of game where it's like yeah you're hacking the fucking world it's like yeah what if you just created your own squad of revolutionaries that was all about that shit and it kind of solves my problem too with watchdogs too in that i liked marcus i liked the story of watchdogs too but i felt it lent itself much better to a non-lethal play style Uh because these are supposed to be like madcap hackers trying to show the world like hey all this shit's fucked up yeah and they're trying to get follow followers are literally your experience in that game Mm. And it doesn't make sense for that. And they make a big point of it in the opening of that game that, oh, Marcus is a gun owner. Oh, shit, is that going to be a problem? And then you're just fucking printing guns and just shooting fucking cops and things. And like, hooray, you shot a cop. Like, 
that the narrative disconnect there is solved in Watch Dogs Legion in that I can have my little hacker granny who only has a taser and non-lethal. Mm. And she is my non-lethal character. But then I can have a big dumb brawler who's just like, I'm fucking the Punisher, man. I'm going to just fucking murder everyone. So I can isolate that narrative. And I realize this is just me in my own head trying to build this world. <laughs> well, yeah, because, I mean, but there's some that are it like... solves that problem. There's some that are like... Because in that demo, it was like that granny was like a former assassin. Because... Former assassin, but also like a fucking hacker. Right. She had a spider bot that right. she pulled out from her fucking purse. Right. So, like, yeah. Uh, you find out, like, a lot of the backstories of, like, all these NPCs. And that's how, like, their skill set is, like, incorporated into their traits and the gameplay yeah it's it's the most ambitious thing i think i saw at e3 yeah i'd agree with that and it and it makes me very excited i want i want to see what happens with that Mm -hmm. uh they had the prerequisite let's dance Mm -hmm. (laughs) dance going on and that is coming to the original wii yeah yeah it is not coming to the Wii U. Yep. But being on the Wii, it technically is coming to the Wii U. Yeah, uh, semantics. Yeah. I, uh... And then they ended up... What was it well, just hold before... On. Hold on. Yeah, uh, go uh, ahead. Uh, go uh, ahead. Uh, I... There was also their uh, their other subscription service that they're doing. Oh, where it's, God. It's the Uplay right. Plus that they also added on there so another subscription based thing that now exists $15 a month for Uplay so now Ugh. okay let's let's roll it back $15 a month for Uplay plus mhm i think it's $15 a month for the EA subscription mhm $10 a month for the Xbox subscription mhm if you're subscribing to all of those, you're spending $40 a month. You might as well just fucking buy games at that point. Right. Plus, does Ubisoft really have the title-leaning library Yeah. to warrant that? I would argue EA doesn't at this point. No. So, I... Well, what the... Was it they, they call it their EA Access... Like it's like yeah. oh their yeah, EA access you have early access to their some of their games before they come out as well which yeah. is like okay sure but I don't know I mean honestly honestly considering Microsoft's lineup involves more than just first party games mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Microsoft because a I'm paying five dollars less and b I'm getting like way more games there's more there's more value there yeah. Yeah, uh, it must. They must have run the numbers. Like they can't just roll out something like this and not expect it to turn a profit. Yeah. Like, um, that yeah, that was a what the fuck moment for me. Like yeah, sure, whatever. I didn't know about this. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey getting a story creator mode. Huh? That's on this list here. I didn't see. They didn't talk about anything about that. Was, yeah, that wasn't on the main stage. Huh. I'll have to look into that later. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't I haven't touched Odyssey. 
we we haven't and we both my girlfriend and i have played through it and beat it so like i'm curious as to what the hell that is huh um you know i have to say with ubisoft's conference how it's a lot of uh new content for existing games yeah i i think that's fine like i mean i know it's it's a lot of people always expect new but mm-hmm. Ubisoft right now is kind of like the kings of more content for games that already exist. Yeah, they're playing the long game. Yeah, they're playing the support game, and it's working for them. Rainbow Six Siege has a diehard fan base. Oh yeah, yeah. And I I've got it. Still only played like five minutes of it, but I would like that's more than me. I, I still have it too. I, we have that friend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd I'd love to get into it, uh, but it's just it's just time. It's like, what do I dedicate my time to? Yeah, exactly. because I already dedicated last year all five hundred hours to PUBG. Now it's like, oh, I need another five hundred hours for fucking Rainbow Six Siege. Like Jesus. No, 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 no. You you see, you see, you need that five hundred hours in Apex Legends, which we'll get to later. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's my game. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's great. There is a lot of For Honor update stuff. There's a lot of Rainbow Six Siege stuff. There's, There would be more Ghost Recon if they didn't have a new Ghost Recon game coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's fine, too, because that's more narrative-based. I'm surprised, however, we didn't get any kind of a confirmation from Splinter Cell. Because that's been a rumor for the past couple of years. Mm. Also, uh... <laughs> Well, there was. Well, there was, but it was that mobile game, that mobile, oh, um, that mobile tactics game or whatever it is. Tom Tom Clancy's "I'ma Take Your Phone." Uh, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. No news for uh, Beyond, Beyond Good and Evil, Evil 2. Two. Yep. Which they got out ahead of the show and said, "Hey, this isn't gonna be here yet. It's not in a place to really show yet." Mm. Okay. Which has me slightly concerned <laughs> we're still trying to figure out the live uh as a streaming as a service model yeah. for this game and we just haven't figured it out yet so that's why we're not going to show anything yeah we got to keep baking this like oh yeah like i haven't been waiting 15 years for this mm-hmm. <sighs> when did that first one come out oh god uh early 2000s i want to guess yeah, I want to guess. Uh, okay, here we go. Do, 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 do. Yeah, 2003. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't been waiting 16 years for that. That's fine. <laughs> right. But yeah, that that about wraps it up. And then their their last trailer, which was just a weird thing to end on. Oh Yeah, it, totally very strange. Gods and Monsters. It looks like Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey, yeah, thanks for coming. This is Ubisoft, and we're fucking gonna be here forever. Fuck you, Vivendi. And then here's this really somber, light, <laughs> airy, oh, and then just fade to black. Like, yeah, it was it was weird. It was weird. I, if, I, I mean, yeah, fucking, yeah. It's it's almost like say if. Say if instead of ending on Splinter Cell, like, even if it was just a little teaser thing, like, that would be yeah. the way to end that shit. But that, say, like, if they, like, did that and the follow-up to that was this game, then it would be like... But see, that... Fucking what? That, 
that pacing and that feel makes me feel like they pulled something at the last minute. Mm. Like it feels like something else was going to be the show ender. Mm. Like something was supposed to come after Gods and Monsters, but then they're like, no, we can't show that. Yeah. Got, maybe maybe uh, that new Splinter Cell. Like, maybe... Yeah, that could have been it. Like, oh, thanks for coming. And also, one thing, it all goes black, and you just you just hear the... <laughs> the night vision goggles. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's all That's all they need to do. Oh, yeah. Is do that. That, and then you see the three, the three green the, dots pop up on the screen, and then... No words. Just the three dots, that noise, that's it. Mm-hmm. And then a year. Yeah. And then a year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that would have been like, bro, okay, they're done. Uh, like, uh, yeah. But no, none of that. Mm-hmm. Just gods and monsters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sure. Uh, and then, again on Monday, later on, we had Square Enix. Oh, boy. Welcome <laughs> to... I know we anime. Were time. <laughs> this is the anime hour. Like, oh, is boy. It, do you like anime? Because this is anime. Do you like anime? Because we're square. We battle in anime. Uh, yeah. Uh, they finally showed some of that Final Fantasy VII remake. The first part <laughs> of that Final Fantasy VII remake. Of, of getting, six, maybe? <laughs> like, well, they're getting real dodgy about the number of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Alex Navarro of Giant Bomb was in a couple of interviews with them, a couple of sessions, and he's like, so how many of these are there going to be? And they're like, we're really focusing on the first chapter. Oh, boy. Oh, boy boy uh, yeah so as someone who has never played final fantasy 7 i had a friend over watching some of the shows uh sunday night she brought her switch with her mm. and she showed me like the opening portion of final fantasy 7 mm-hmm. so i basically played up until the fight that they had in the demo which was really helpful for me to understand the context <laughs> uh yeah that thing looks real weird but it also looks really neat mm-hmm as someone who has no fucking cherished memories of Final Fantasy VII, I'm curious about that remake. That it looks really good. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I have some interest in it too, but I'm also like willing to wait till all of that game is released. Completely agree. Because <laughs> uh, so I had this discussion with with a coworker of mine who I talk games with and. He was like really excited about it, and he was like, "Oh yeah, if, if they drop that, if it's gonna be sixty dollars, and then like if they release the next one, it's like just the amount of time of like thirty to forty hours. I know I'm gonna put it. He's like, I'm gonna buy it again, and then buy it again, and then buy it again. And I'm like, Wow, really? So you're gonna dump like almost two hundred dollars into a game that's just like a remake that they're just gonna pump out like that? And he's like, He's like, Well, yeah, but I'll be getting thirty, forty hours out of each each part. And I'm like. I think that's a problem. <laughs> like, like I, I, I don't, I don't think that should be something that sh- it should be sending off red flags for people if like yeah. they're okay with doing that because that just means that if if investors are gonna see that Square Enix is doing that and then they're like, oh my god, look how much money they're making off of this one game that they're just like throwing out chunks milk, of chapters. Milk, 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 milk. Yeah, milk, milk, milk. yeah, like. Why aren't we doing that? And then it's going to happen. And that was my point that I was trying to make to him, which then he was like, well, how many Marvel movies did you see that, like, did you see all 23 of them on top of Endgame and all that shit? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but I also paid $10 for 
for like for <laughs> yeah. like for like the two hours and like even even then like some of those movies i didn't even see in theaters like i just saw it on netflix or some other way of seeing it that's a complete yeah that's a weird comparison to try to make yeah my my problem with the final fantasy 7 remake is that and they know they know people will do that I mean, look at the special editions of that fucking thing that they rolled out. They rolled out a $300 version yeah. that has a statue of Cloud and his motorcycle mm-hmm. for the first part yep. of the Final Fantasy VII Remake. And in some of the interviews with the creators, they're like, there are some scenes that suggest time has passed between that. This gives us the ability to show you the time so oh they go upstairs great am i gonna be is it just gonna be ladder boss the game now like am i gonna see every step they take or like dude that's the kind of stuff that has me concerned about it Mm -hmm. like is it going to be too fucking much it won't be for some people some people will love it yeah but yeah he was he was one of those people that like grew up with it played it a lot loved it a lot so like diehard fan will be getting it day one all that shit and so that that's why i'm like yeah they're basically just selling a brand to you that you're gonna buy it no matter what and that should be Mm -hmm. that should be raising alarm flat red flags for you but he's like i don't see a problem and i'm like okay (laughs) yeah i mean I there's certain games that I know I will buy as soon as they come out, as soon as they announce mm-hmm. that hey this game is in development. I, yeah, sure, I I will buy that day one. Mm-hmm. But let's say, argument's sake, they were going to remake Ocarina of Time, mm-hmm. but every dungeon is its own game. Right, it's full. 30 to 60 hour experience just in the Kokiri forest. Fuck you, I'm out. Like, no. Like, that... (laughs) Ocarina of Time is perfectly paced, and it's paced for a reason. Yeah. Uh, I would be very concerned with Nintendo and what was going on if they announced that kind of a treatment for (laughs) Ocarina of Time. Yeah, really. And the fact that people are going nuts over this Final Fantasy VII remake in this way is kind of... kind of... Yeah, it's concerning. Yeah. But I'm going to take a wait and see. It looks neat. It it, it fucking looks really good, though. Like, that's... Oh, yeah. like got that going for Like, it. visually, it looks stunning. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I... The reason why I would totally play is because they removed that whole time-based system, and it's just... It's just all action oriented and you're you're in it and you're moving around in the space and all that and i'm like yeah i'm all about that sure yeah see but i kind of like that old style now i didn't way back in the day but now i'm kind of on board with it play some chrono trigger you should play some chrono trigger <laughs> chrono trigger is real fucking good it's a part of the game pass otherwise i'm not going to <laughs> god damn it <laughs> fuck you oh <laughs> uh yeah, outside of that, there was really nothing that set off alarm bells for me. Uh, they had a Life is Strange 2 trailer, but that game's currently, re- like, most of those episodes are released. Mm. Well, not most. A couple of those episodes are released, so it was weird to see a trailer for that. But I get it. 
Uh, hey, what about Kingdom Hearts 3 Reminds? Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Whatever. I've heard how that game ends. I don't want to spoil it here in case people are still okay. playing through it. Okay. But the way I, I, I want to know, so tell me once we're done. Yeah, once we're done, we'll, we'll Be- talk about because it. Because I fell off that Kingdom Hearts train, like, after two. Because when they started hey. doing all the fucking shit for it, I was like, I'm so done. You're not going to believe oh, what they did for oh, the ending boy. of it. And I'm, it's so stupid, <laughs> I love it. Okay. Uh, as someone who has never played any of them, right. it's beautiful what they do to the end of that game. <laughs> right. Uh, one thing that did kind of stand out for me was actually that I did play through. It's the one and only Final Fantasy game that I actually played through was Final Fantasy VIII. They're getting a remaster. Oh, right, yes. So the long-running rumor behind that was that they couldn't remake it because they lost the source code? Yes. Apparently they found it. Yep. Or something. Like, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the only one that I played. Didn't beat. I got very far. I got to the fourth disc, and then I got lost, and I had no idea where to go, and I tried to look it up as to where I needed to go, and that wasn't helping. out you had to turn over the package and no, then the number no. and call Meryl. <laughs> yeah, and- right. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Kojima was involved in the fourth disc, my god. Son uh, of a shit. Uh, the whole time. Uh, no, I just like got lost, and I didn't know where I needed to go, and I scavenged that whole world, and it just wasn't progressing the story. So it's like, well, I'm fucking done with this game. Fair enough. Yeah. So. <laughs> I tried. But with my time with it, uh, playing 8, like I really enjoyed it. Like 8's pretty fucking good. Like, Yeah, I mean, I played a little bit of that seven like i said on the switch and part of me is like hey i should i should actually fucking try to play that game <laughs> right uh and yeah we can't talk about enix without talking <laughs> about the avengers oh boy again a lot like fallout 76 or what i a- what i like to call is avengers yeah. avengers triple x the porno the video game <laughs> yeah, I mean, they had that look to them. They had the dead eye stare. And... Oh, man. It likes Fallout 76. I felt like there was an air of desperation, like, please like this. Yeah. Like, this. like, there was so little information about that game, too. Like, they were just they were just trying to build a hype off of the fact of the brand, and that was it. Yeah. And it, it felt like Crystal Dynamics got out there and, like, Hey, we want you guys to make the Avengers game. Oh, great. Okay, so we're going to focus on Hulk. No, 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 no. You need to play as all of the Avengers. Mm. Which, when you look at a good superhero game, <laughs> you play as a single superhero because you build those structures, you build those systems around that hero's abilities. I'm very concerned. Like, okay. Uh, counterpoint. Spider-Man. Counter, counterpoint. Ultimate Alliance. Very different game, because you're doing a top-down type of thing there. Right. It's not a behind-the-back, like, Spider-Man-style game, or Batman Arkham Asylum-style game. Mm -hmm. Like, imagine playing Batman, but then all of a sudden being like, oh, no, you got to restart and play all 60 hours as a completely different character now. Mm Mm-hmm. As Catwoman. And then you have to restart and play it all as Mr. Freeze now. And then restart... Now play it all as Killer Croc and have all of those systems fleshed out mm-hmm. and feel good. Like the the Catwoman sequences in Arkham City were very good. 
Hmm. But I don't know if they would hold up for a entire game. Right. Like, playing as Batman... Because it didn't quite feel the same playing as her than it was playing as Batman. Right. But now with the Avengers game, you're playing as Bruce Banner. You're playing as Tony Stark. You're playing as Steve Rogers. You're playing as Hawkeye. You're playing as all five of these fucking characters. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're going to roll out more. Yeah. They showed Star-Lord yep. at one point. Maybe it was Star-Lord? Yes. Okay. And they're like, oh, all these characters are going to come free. So, like, I went from, like, okay, that could be a good game to, oh, I've got concerns now. <laughs> right. Immediately with this presentation. Yeah. Like, they did, oh, Thor, too. You playing as Thor. And they they did address their look later on. They're like, these aren't the cinematic Avengers, right? It isn't the same universe. It's which, their own story. Which which I get, but if you're gonna go that route, make them look more comic booky. Like, don't make them look realistic because realistic was already done. Like that was done with the movies. Yeah. Like make them make them look like they're fucking like comic book counterparts. Make them look like they're fucking yeah. <laughs> I mean, Captain America's is just fucking. It's a it's a riot gear that's just spray painted the U.S. colors on it with yeah. a star in the center. Like that's what it looks like. Like, come on, man. There's there's tons they of different like the- iterations of of Captain America suits that just pick one. Just fucking pick one. They look like the dollar store knockoff action figures. Yeah, they totally do. It's you know, and they're they're trying to say like, oh well, we don't want to make them like the the MCU characters, but black but Black Widow literally has the same suit that she wore in the fucking movie, the exact same suit, yeah, yeah, like so, who are you trying to fucking fool here? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm concerned for that game. Yeah. And I, I also thought it was just weird how they had that whole segment where it's, like, the five voice actors. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Troy Baker. I love uh, Nolan North. Nolan North. They are wonderful. Uh, go watch their show Retro Replay on their YouTube because it's fucking amazing. Uh, you should watch their Burger Time video. Uh, yeah. It is very good. Dude, I've watched all their shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm still... I need to get caught up on their uh, definitive playthrough of Uncharted, though. I'm a few episodes behind. But anyway... Um, they're wonderful people. They're so great. Uh, but it's just that whole segment where they were just sitting down and being like, what does this Avenger mean to you? I was like, fucking what? What is this? Like, this is not talking about the game. This is... We didn't have enough game to talk about, so we're stretching. We're stretching. Yeah, like, stretching. it was totally stretched out, and it just, uh it felt dumb. It felt so yeah. dumb. Yeah, it wasn't... Mm. Mm-mm-mm. But that was the story that was Square Enix at E3. Uh, yeah. Still, that Final Fantasy VII looks okay. Sure. I think I think the weakest showing at E3, Square. Oh yeah. At least for me, for me personally. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And then Tuesday morning ended all the press conferences with the Nintendo Direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started right out of the gate with, like, hey, you guys still like anime? <laughs> here's here's the hero from Dragon Quest in Smash. All four versions. Uh, more swords. Which, 
Super Swords Brothers. Yeah, and, like, I was not stoked about him, but it makes sense because of how big Dragon Quest is. And, like, if you want to talk about anime swordsmen, the hero is the first anime swordsman. Mm. I mean, this is the guy who created Chrono Trigger, the art style for that, the guy who created the art style for Dragon Ball Z. Like, he created the anime swordsman. Right. And Dragon Quest is so unbelievably popular in Japan, it makes sense. Right. And then they rolled into a trailer for the Dragon Quest game, which made it look like the Smash trailer just didn't stop and Smash had turned into an anime game. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, okay, sure, whatever. Uh, I'm really stoked on the Luigi's Mansion 3 stuff going on. It's like Hotel Luigi, and it created the most disgusting thing ever in Gooigi. <laughs> okay, so... Because I'm not as big of a Nintendo person as you are, Mm -hmm. I've never played a Luigi's Mansion game, but 3 looks really fucking good. Yeah, I see. (laughs) I've never never played one to completion. I put a lot of hours into the one for 3DS. That was 2, right? Yeah, Dark Moon. Mm -hmm. And that one was more like story-based, whereas the original one was, here's one mansion to explore and get all the money out of it yeah yeah uh this one they've gone on record saying okay there will be more boss battles it'll be more exploratory based it it looks fucking neat and it's it's a real good showing for luigi's mansion Mm -hmm. i think it's real cool uh they showed more Link's awakening which i'm very excited for i've never played the original Apparently, the build that they had on this, the floor was a little framey. And by mm. a little framey, I mean very framey. Especially eh. when you're outside. They'll, they'll, they'll have time to polish that, honestly. I really hope so. I really hope I, so. I mean, I don't have any doubts. I mean, it's Nintendo. They're, yeah. they, they go for quality every time. Yeah. I thought what was that interesting was... was their little fucking dungeon maker thing that they had. Yeah. That whole system. Yeah. It's like, hey... Uh, Link's Mario Maker? <laughs> kind of like, I mean, yeah. it was like, like literally is, that. is this their way to back into like, hey, this is gonna be a Zelda Maker? Yeah, like, right, we're, yeah. Or kind of, we don't trust it as a full product, but what if we put it here? Yeah, right. Like, hmm. Yeah, because I mean, you know, I, I feel like probably Link's Awakening is like, maybe a short game. You know, because it, yeah, it was back I mean, in, it was back in fucking Game Boy original game boy yeah. time so it's like it's not probably a long game so they probably were like hey let's just add a fucking dungeon maker because why not yeah yeah that looked that looked real neat i it didn't look like you could share those like you design them for yourself right and then you try to speed run through them i could i could see them incorporating it like later though like similar yeah, to how like smash that. did with with the levels and me's and all that where it's like yeah you know release the game Everybody gets to play it and then experience a single player and, and everything you can do with that game. And that's like, okay, then they roll out the, hey, now you can share dungeons with other people and browse it and download it. Like, fucking, yeah, yeah. why not? I could see them turning that into, like, what they did with the Street Pass in uh, Link Between Worlds. Mm. Where suddenly you'd find random doors and be like, oh, this is... Every time you connect onto the internet, it downloads certain ones, and you'd find doors in the world to be like, oh, here's a new dungeon. Right. Like, that would be fucking cool. Endless Dungeon Zelda. Mm-hmm. Sure. Let's do it. 
Uh, they got out there and they had a gameplay trailer for the new Animal Crossing, and I lost my mind. <laughs> Welcome to a desert island in Animal Crossing New Horizons. So it's They've added crafting. So yeah, right. Uh, There's never been crafting in an Animal Crossing game. That's true. Uh, you know what's funny is that like, um, so my girlfriend is totally into stardew valley loves it and mm-hmm. then she kind of like slowly got me into it too like like i mean i was getting bad from all sides but now she was like an additional like hey you should fucking play stardew because it's really good so i was like okay fine play some goddamn stardew. so i did and so it's funny because when she saw this trailer she was like eh what is this and i'm like no this is fucking stardew before stardew like this is yeah. what made like this is the game I mean, besides Harvest Moon, like, that's really what it was ultimately based off of. Yeah, Harvest Moon predates Animal Crossing. Right. But, yeah. But. Same thing. Still, like, it came before, and that's what they use those as a reference to make that game. And that's that style of game. And then she looked at me, and she's like, huh? And I'm like, fucking never mind. <laughs> never mind. Fuck you. <laughs> I'll have fun on my desert island. So they did announce that when you buy that game on the console, Mm -hmm. each console, like if you're buying it digitally, that version of your game, no matter how many people are playing on the Switch, it's only one island. So if you and your girlfriend bought Animal Crossing digitally Mm -hmm. and loaded it up and started playing it, you'd both have to be regulated to the same island. Okay. You would you would have separate houses, but you would be regulated to the same island. Okay. Apparently, this has been an across generational thing for Animal Crossing, mm. all the while. And some people were really upset at this, but I'm like, okay, no, that kind of makes sense. That way, you can like divvy up tasks, and if you wanted to log in at the same time, maybe they didn't announce any of that. But that's coming out March twentieth, twenty twenty. They announced that they hey, we got to delay this a bit. Which, hey, if Nintendo says they gotta delay it, take your time. Yeah. I am okay with you delaying it. Right. Uh, yeah, they showed more Fire Emblem. But that's is... but that's also the same month that Cyberpunk is coming out, and every other game is dead to me once that game comes out, so... I'll eventually... Nope, that, com- that comes out a month before. Oh, it's April? March 20th. Alright, oh, April right, right, right. 16th. Okay, sorry. You, you have a month of Animal Crossing before Cyberpunk takes you. I don't know about that. I have a life of Animal Crossing. <laughs> uh, Fire Emblem? Looks like more fucking anime Fire Emblem. <laughs> yeah. The good news about this, in this presentation, was afterwards they announced, oh yes, by the way, it is dual voiced, so if you want to load in the Japanese voices, go for it. Yes, please. I can handle that dialogue much better if it's in Japanese. Okay. <laughs> I cannot handle oh. the English voice acting yeah. for those corny fucking lines. Yeah. yeah. As much as I love Fire Emblem, Jesus Christ. Only by uniting through friendship can we overcome evil. That's how we win. Mm, oh. Oh. God damn it, yeah. I will play your tactics game, but what are you doing? <laughs> uh, they did confirm a No More Heroes 3. Good. Finally. F- yeah. What the fuck? What has he been doing this whole time? Shit. M- making that other No More Heroes weird thing. Uh, no More Heroes, but not necessarily No More Heroes. Same world, but yeah, no, not really. 
Fucking okay. Uh, another head scratcher, the Dark Crystal. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me say the full yep. name. Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics. Yes, thank you. Fucking I would Dark have, I would have, I would have, game? I would have had no idea what you were talking about if you just said just the Dark Crystal Tactics game. Dark, Dark Crystal Tactics? No, that's too general. Yeah. Like, yeah. What the fuck are we even talking about? What the fucking fuck? <laughs> and like that was right after fucking Dragon Warrior or Dragon Quest. Yeah. It turns into, okay, hey, I'm Doug Bowser. Haha, we have our fun Doug Bowser skit. And oh, look, look at these wonderful games. Fucking the Dark Crystal game. <laughs> so it, it's, just, it's kind of funny with that because you would think, like, man, they're really fucking late. But then it's like, oh, wait, there's a Netflix show that's also happening, like, yes. soon. Like, super that, soon. That is a sequel to the original film. Right. Which I don't know if you've tried to go back and watch the Dark Crystal recently. I did a couple years ago. I had no idea that game, that fucking movie took itself so self-serious. It is so dark. It is so fucked up. And it is the stuff of nightmares. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> I Yeah, that one had me really scratching my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a bit more story about Astral Chain. Mm-hmm. Platinum's next game, which looks like... It looks like a weird mix. It looks narratively a bit closer to a Nier than a Bayonetta. Mm, yeah. Like, it looks like it has the potential to go in Nier territory. I don't expect it to. Right. But it could. That's coming out later this year. Mm. August, I want to say. But we've been beating around the bush. Let's Let's get to the most important announcements. Banjo Kazooie, finally in fucking Smash Brothers. <laughs> Fuck yes. Mm-hmm. Literally since Melee, we've wanted this. Yeah. Which is funny because, like, after that was revealed, uh, Phil Spencer went out in an interview and he was like, Yeah, it was easy to give him the rights to that. And it was like, God damn it. <laughs> like, well, the, the, he's been saying that for a couple of years. Like, once they announced Smash Ultimate, he's like, Yeah, I really want Banjo in there. Just waiting for a call. Uh, Just waiting for them to talk to us. Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, yes, you know, I guess finally. I guess that's the thing where it's like, you know, we weren't excited about Dragon's Quest. Yeah. Guess which side of the world did. But then we have Banjo Kazooie. Guess which side was excited about Banjo Kazooie <laughs> versus right. the other side of the world. Like. And that, that's why I think they bookended the entire presentation like that. Mm-hmm. Because if they had only announced the hero from Dragon Quest, Smash players out here, you know, in the competitive world of Smash, would have been like, eh, another anime, what, what the fuck, Al? Banjo-Kazooie is also coming out this year, mm-hmm. this fall. So I definitely, they needed to get out there and announce that and make everybody very happy. Because if you look at the actual play numbers, our friend pointed this out to us. For the trailers of the hero versus Banjo Kazooie, more than double the amount of views for Banjo Kazooie are on the hero. So worldwide seems to be the more popular choice. Right. But in the Americas, I completely believe Banjo and Kazooie are the more important selection, the more favored selection in our territory. Uh, yes. Yeah. 
And I'm so happy. Apparently, they've already shown one of Banjo's alternate color seats, colors, mm-hmm. and it's Mumbo Jumbo. Like, he's all pink, like Mumbo. Do you not remember Mumbo Jumbo, the guy, Ikumbokum, who would turn you into things? Let me make you upset. Did you not play Let Banjo me Kazooie? Let me make you upset. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. It's, it's one of those things that's like, I never got around to. But I understand why people really love it as that franchise. I understand it. I I would like to get into it. I just haven't. Wait until Rare Replay comes out on PC. Yeah, really. (laughs) Because then you can play it on... Yeah, then I can play it on the Game Pass. Yeah, exactly. I never played Banjo-Tooie. And with the announcement of Banjo and Kazooie, I'm like, I should go back and play that. Yeah. And then they closed out the show with... Something I didn't expect at all. An announcement that the Breath of the Wild sequel is in development. Mm-hmm. And it was the most terrifying fucking trailer <laughs> of all of E3. Like, legit fucking terrifying. Zelda and Link are exploring catacombs underneath Hyrule Castle, and they find the emaciated corpse of Ganondorf mm-hmm. pinned with a fucking god hand that then pulls out and saves Link. And resurrects Ganondorf, and his eyes fucking glow red. They've said that tonally it'll be darker than Majora's Mask. And it is reusing the same overworld map from the original Breath of the Wild. Mm. Which makes me very confused as to how that game's going to be structured. Yeah, because is it going to be like you have to re... You're just going to be re-exploring the areas, or is it? Are they going to switch yeah. it up, or are they going to really mix it up so that, like, yes, it is structurally the same, but what's in those areas is so different that it makes it interesting. Or are they just using the same overworld and then turning into like a link to the past? Like now you're in the dark world. Because mm. that would be interesting. I don't know. I'm I'm really curious. If, if this was set up, like, a couple of decades, it didn't look like it. But if no. it was set up later and people have come back in and rebuilt the towns, mm-hmm. that would be cool, too. Right. To see, like, Hyrule Castle Town in its heyday. But all of Hyrule Castle fucking took off in that trailer, too. Separated itself from the land and fucking just, whoop, we're gone. So, who the fuck knows? The moon! <laughs> <laughs> right? Majora's Mask. It all makes sense now. Um... Yeah, Majora's Mask, it was just them coming, crashing back down the earth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, w- one article that I read today that I thought was like, you know what, that's fucking awesome that Nintendo did that. Because like, they asked the, uh, the producer of Breath of the Wild, and they were like, yeah, the reason why we came up with a sequel is just because we had too many ideas for DLC. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that's like, that is just the huge difference between how Nintendo does things versus everybody else because mm-hmm. Nintendo totally could have done the DLC route and then just drip feed all these DLCs over the years, charge pe- people extra, have passes, whatever. But instead they were just like, nope, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just have all of our ideas in there and then just throw it out there in a new game. And then the DLC we did get was reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. And substantial in length. Yes, it was a, just a bunch of shrines. Right. But it expanded on the story. So uh, what I'm hoping to see out of this is maybe more of a traditional Zelda, but with the Breath of the Wild mechanics 
because Breath of the Wild was very light on story and narrative. Oh, and drive. yeah. I would like to see more of a story and maybe more of a linear path in larger dungeons. Mm-hmm. If they structure it that way, that could be really fucking cool, and that could be a great new take on Zelda. Yeah, because really the only, in, in my opinion, I think the only interesting dungeon to me that was the best was Hyrule Castle, and that was it. If that was the most tonally, tonally shifted in the best presentation. Mm-hmm. The Divine Beasts are really neat, but they're so small. Yeah. That you don't really get the big dungeon feel out of them. Mm-hmm. Whereas as soon as you get into Hyrule Castle and you hear the remix version of the SNES Castle music, and you're like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, shit's important and dangerous here. Like, that, it's fucking amazing. Mm. I really want to see what that is. And if they're reusing as many assets as they seem to be, that could be a lot closer than we think. Yeah. That, that could theoretically be a next year game. But I think if they're going to focus more on story, I mean, I, again, that's just us being hypothetical. The- yeah. But but I don't know. I would much rather, exactly as you said, I would much rather have a more fleshed out story for this second, this sequel than than what we got from the first game. Right. But if they've also been working on this because they had too many ideas for DLC, that means they started work on this shortly after right. the DLC came out. Right. Which means they've been at it for a couple of years already. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Nintendo had a hell of a showing. Uh, and I think that's it for the Nintendo announcements. While all of this was going on. Yeah, there was, weekend, yeah, there was no, uh, of course, no Metroid. Which... No Metroid. No Bayonetta. Mm-hmm. But Hideki Kamiya got out there and started tweeting like, no, 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 Bayonetta is still on, on course, still working out really well. We just didn't want to debut anything yet. Yeah. and Which I don't know if that's damage control and, or... And Metroid, I feel like because they brought Retro back on for that game, they probably... Like late last year, right? Yeah, something like that. They probably just didn't have anything to show because I'm sure they probably scrapped maybe all of it <laughs> to right, start over. yeah. Well, a lot of these announcements, a lot of this stuff is coming out between now and the end of August or September. Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't go into winter quarter a lot. Yeah. Because that's how Nintendo does things now. Like, this is the short plan. This is where everything's coming. Yeah, because they'll they'll announce directs as the year goes on, so. They'll have another direct, like, mid-October. Yeah. Be like, hey, this is what's coming out this holiday. By the way, give us more of your money. (laughs) No news of Super Nintendo games. On the Switch. Mm. Mm. Motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah, I was really, like, waiting. Yeah. But no, not nothing yet. Like, they've basically reached the limit of public knowledge of any... Although, what, although... What's, what's that face? There is that Contra anniversary where it's all the Contras. Yeah, there's a... So they announced that and released that? It's already out? Yeah, it's out. Fuck. You could have bought that right after the Nintendo Direct. Damn. Which you should you should buy that and you should play Contra Hardcore. Oh god. It's got branching paths, it's got multiple characters you can play as with different abilities. Like fucking Contra Hardcore, real good. <laughs> really good. 
The only contra I really played a lot of was uh, Alien Wars. That's a really oh. fucking good one. That is a really fucking good one. <laughs> yeah. I I know every instance of that game and can play through it like so easily. What is in the Contra anniversary? Oh my god. No, it's a, a lot. It's of... also on Steam. Okay. Uh, let me take a look. Contra Arcade, Super Contra, Contra North America, Contra Japan, Super C, Contra 3 The Alien Wars, Operation C, Contra Hardcore, Super Probotector, Alien Rebels. <laughs> And Probotector, which is kind of like the spin-off Contra games. Okay. Ten. Ten fucking Contra games. Twenty bucks. And then and then there's this eleventh one that has a panda. Yeah, that's the brand new one that they announced. Uh, Contra Rogue Corps. Yeah, which... I mean... It's a behind-the-back I, 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 I mean, cool, they're making more Contra games, but, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that... That was another head scratcher for me, but like, okay, sure. I did pick up that Castlevania collection on Switch. Mm. That's real good. That's a real dedicated, like, honest remake of those games. That is something I should probably do because I I was thinking about it today, even with uh, Bloodstain, with all the reviews coming out for it. I was like, God damn, Castlevania is actually because I was so focused on Metroid and playing all those games. I never played fucking any Castlevania. So the problem is, is that it doesn't include Symphony of the Night, mm. or like the truly Metroidvania style Metro or Castlevanias. Mm. It's the NES games, it's the Game Boy games, it's Kid Dracula for some reason, okay. which was which never came out in the U.S. Okay. Uh, Castlevania anniversary. It's very, very well put together. Um, but that seems to be what konami has become like hey you remember those old games you liked yeah turns out pachinko doesn't make money these do <laughs> uh yeah it's got castlevania castlevania 2 castlevania 3 super castlevania 4 castlevania the adventure castlevania 2 belmont's revenge castlevania bloodlines kid dracula and then history of castlevania a, like a pdf book mm. included in the digital version sure but it's a good collection and again 20 bucks uh. So that makes me hope that Konami has been wising up and being like, oh, fuck, games make money. Yeah. But it also seems like they're just shitting out the least effort things that they can. Oh, yeah, totally. But hey, those games are really well designed. Yeah, especially with, like, seeing Contra coming out, like a new Contra. I was like, wait, Konami makes games now? Like, that was my first initial reaction and, yeah. and then solidified even more so with that like contra collection i was like this is weird why is this why is konami doing this yeah oh you know what else is a weird they're remaking the original panzer dragoon yeah <laughs> on the switch uh yeah that that was a game i didn't know what it was and then i looked it up and then i was just like sure <laughs> yeah, that's a that's an old Sega CD, Sega Saturn game. Mm-hmm. I had a cousin who had it. He loved it. Talk, it's good. Talk, it's fine. Talk about a game that everybody thought was dead, and then just suddenly yeah. fucking revitalized. I wouldn't say revitalize. I'd say they're just like testing the water. No, right. Because we don't talk about Panzer Dragoon Orta on the original Xbox. You want to look up a nightmare? Oh, okay. 
You look. I I I don't know anything about that, so I don't. That's fine. You don't need to. <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> it's not worth your time. Sure. Uh, but yeah, that's about it for the press conferences. But then during the weekend, the entire weekend, EA was out there streaming their EA Play stuff. They didn't have an official press conference. They just kind of had sections of streams. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't watch any of that. I just saw the news roll out, and then I'd watch trailers and then be like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. That's, that's how I handled it, too. The only things I cared about was what the fuck are you doing with my Apex and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. Which, that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order certainly looks like a respawn game. Yeah. And it it looks pretty good. Yeah, it looks like, um, it looks like it's Dark Souls Light. Because it yes. has that same combat. It's just they took away the stamina bar, but they retained that combat mechanic in there. They also have meditation points where you go and you relax and you level up mm. and you reheal and you refill your Jedi health boost. And that that puts time forward. So patrols are repopulated after you take your little meditation point. Yeah, they made, they made bonfires. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, watching it, a lot of people were underwhelmed. But for me, I was like, this looks fine. Yeah. I mean, graphically, I was... graphically, some parts of it look okay. Like, the character models look a little muddy, but... I I would say I was whelmed. Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, I mean, the one thing I was excited about was, like, holy shit, it seems like, for the most part, the lightsaber does one-hit kills. Like, there's yeah. only a few enemies, That's uh, some exceptions, but, like, all those stormtroopers, it was like, he was only had to hit him once and that was it and they're dead yeah and i was like yep that's how it should fucking be um but i also like the the creativity with the uh with the force powers like how i mean you know most notably which i'm sure a lot of people have already talked about is like that part where he slows down the laser blaster and the stormtrooper pulls him towards him and then just holds him in front of the blaster so he shoots himself and then like yep. lets him fall I was like, all right, cool. Like, if there's if there's shit like that in that game that's like that, like, I could be on board. Like, that could be fun. Yeah. And fucking Forrest Whitaker is there with his goddamn zip line. Just like, yo, what are you doing? I'm gone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. Why the fuck not? It, it looks neat. It looks promising. It doesn't look terrible. Uh, right. Let's just say that. Yeah. Plus, it's a strong single-player narrative-based Star Wars game. Right. There hasn't been one of those in a real long time. Yeah. Uh, the oh. only other thing I... Oh, go ahead. Uh, the other thing that actually wasn't part of uh, EA's thing that I'm kind of more excited about the more I'm hearing about it is the Lego Star Wars Skywalker saga. Right. Because, talked about that. because it's more than just... A rem or remaster. It's like an overhaul that they're doing. Apparently, like they're removing all of like the voice acting shit, and they're just keeping in. They're turning it back into the old Lego games, which is what I loved about one and two. And then I stopped playing those games, and the next thing I knew, it was like, wait, there's like voice acting in this shit. Like that almost feels like that removes a lot of the charm of those games. 
Yeah, it, uh, that's how I always felt. I never played a Lego game start to finish, but I loved watching other people play Lego games mm. because the cutscenes are why I'm there. Oh, yeah. See, how do you do this iconic scene, but with fucking Legos and no talking? <laughs> like, yeah. It's hilarious. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I think, I think that's de- really derailing, neat. sorry. But those those aren't remakes of the old Lego Star Wars games. Those are completely new Lego Star Wars games. Right. So, cool. Yeah, uh, totally on board. Uh, the only other thing from EA I wanted to hear about was Apex Legends Season 2. Mm-hmm. And we got that. We got a new hero, Watson. She's electrically based and sounds like my new main. <laughs> Very excited for her. Uh, they revealed the L-Star as the new weapon, new gold weapon that's only in supply drops. They outlined some of their ideas for the changes to the battle pass for Season 2, which all sound extremely beneficial and pro pro player mm-hmm. uh, I'm very optimistic for the future of Apex as a result of this news and the recent news as of today mm-hmm. that that L-Star looks cool yeah and, they're making smart changes to that game and, and that's the thing with that game is that so many people think oh well it's a BR so it's gotta be on the same level as Fortnite but it's like Dude, people at Epic Games are A, crunching all the fucking time. B, they have a way larger team that's doing that. Like, and C, it's just like, it. it's just content all the time that is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. And it's not healthy for fucking developers and artists and all that shit. I mean, yeah, they're, they're pumping it out there, but like... I was even reading earlier today that there's plenty of people who uh, have noticed just how much it's changed, and a lot of them don't like it anymore. Like, they don't like what it was. Like, that game has really lost what it what it was when it first came out. Fortnite, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not not Apex. Sorry, I meant Fortnite. And No, no, you, you did say Fortnite. Yeah, I just right. wanted to... Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, like a lot of people are saying now, it's just like it's lost its way of to like what it was at its core, and it's just yeah. become this whole nother thing that's just added so much so quickly that it's like unrecognizable to a lot of people. And it's impossible to keep up as a player if they were updating Apex with grand sweeping changes like they do to Fortnite every two weeks. Yeah. I just wouldn't give a shit anymore because, oh, yeah, no, I really like this gun. But two weeks from now, fuck me, I guess, because they're <laughs> going to do something to make this terrible. I'm like, Yeah. It's, it's impossible to follow at that point. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay think- with this whole, like, quarterly system thing where it's like, okay, like, I, I have some time to get used to the new meta and, like, all these other things and then enjoy it for those, like, you know, those remaining couple of months or whatever yeah before they with, switch it with up like minor balance changes right. but not sweeping changes yeah uh i i do want to point out they did they are adding a ranked mode yes finally oh my god so we can get all of these ttv fucking headshot and assholes away from me let me play with my trash tier players <laughs> i will be king of the garbage men <laughs> God damn it. 
yeah, I'm I'm very excited for for Apex, especially with their announcements today. They're mm-hmm. putting hop ups on a Mozambique, and that's <laughs> fucking stupid, and I love it. Right. And it seems like if you get the hop up for the Mozambique and the alternator, that could be a real good fucking combo. Yeah, you melt the shields and then melt them, and then switch to the Mozambique. All right. <laughs> uh, but we're, but we're digressing. That that's really all that was E3. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a pretty good one. I think it was. It's kind of weird because we're in this weird interstitial place between console generations too. Yeah. So, I mean, the titles came out. It's not a ton of titles to be super jazzed about. Mm-hmm. But there are some really big highs there. Fucking your dooms look fucking amazing. Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk looks fucking great. I mean, Banjo. Banjo's important. Game Pass is actually pretty good. <laughs> Game Pass is really good. Changed my mind on how I should do games now. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> fucking weird. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion, super ambitious. I'm really looking forward to seeing how that pans out. It, it's, hey, video games are happening. I'm, I'm, I'm going to play Enter the Gungeon arcade game at my local arcade if they get it. <laughs> I was going to say, do, do you have confirmation that they're getting it? Uh, no, but I'm going to keep a lookout at some of the local arcades, and if they fucking have it, I'm going to go play it. Fuck yeah, you are. Fuck yeah, you are. I mean, the, the, we have a round one out here, and uh, it's the only place I know that has the uh, the Halo arcade, which I've yet to play, but I want to play that. I want to give that a shot. There's a round one near me, and uh, I've seen it, but I haven't played it. Yep. I saw it, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. They made a Halo arcade game, and then that was it. That was the most I saw of that. Oh, shit. I completely forgot about Xbox. They announced the Elite version 2 controller. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm very (laughs) excited for that. It's Bluetooth, adjustable. So, Giant Bomb had an excellent interview with one of their hardware engineers Mm -hmm. about that controller. And the first feature that their trailer for their controller... It's a weird statement. Showed off was adjustable stick tension. Mm-hmm. Because they found that between the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One, they had inadvertently changed the tension and how the sticks pull back. Mm. So there are three positions on that stick. You've got like a key that you just stick in and click it into one of three positions. And it goes all the way down tight to be exactly like a 360 controller. Mm to all the way loose to be just like an xbox one controller Mm -hmm. and then there's like a middle ground between the two Mm. and you can lock you can lock the triggers to be like hair pull so you barely need to touch them for them to register Mm. uh you can save three different profiles to this so like if you have it set up to be like all your flipper paddles are all specific to like halo but then you want to play forza and you have them set up differently instead of going in software and loading up all these different profiles you just flip a switch on the controller to do that right which is really fucking awesome 40 hours of battery life built into this thing multiple control stick lengths multiple d-pad designs all comes with it sits in its case charges in its case Mm -hmm. It's almost it's like 180 dollars and part of me is like uh maybe yeah i mean 
Yeah. I Well, it's kind of weird because it's uh, my Xbox One controller lately has been kind of shitting the bed. And I think that's just because I've, I've had it wired. And lately, the, mm-hmm. the connection between the wire and the controller has been flimsy. It's mostly gotcha. that connection. Uh... So now I'm like fuck and i i've got my my 360 controller plugged in now because that's i mean it's a little it's a little worn the b button's a little hard to press uh but you know for the most part it's pretty functional but yeah like uh, but i don't know if i had to replace my pc controllers i would probably use that but again that's also like 180 dollars. but that's something i know that would last for an extended period of time that i know i'd be fine with and I would totally have yeah. that thing be running Bluetooth on that because I tried to do it with the the Xbox One controller and it kept losing connection. Whereas this, I think they would probably fix that issue. So uh, I don't know where, when you bought your Xbox One controller, but they initially did not have Bluetooth. Yeah, so I had to get the dongle, which I did. Oh, yeah, which, that... I, which I did have, but again, it kept it kept coming in and out, and then I also had to like replace batteries and all this shit, and I was like. Yeah. This is this is more of a hassle that I just keep it plugged in all the time and then use it. Yeah, I was doing the same thing. I was using the dongle, but then I'm like, I'm using batteries and I'm sitting right fucking here. Yeah. Just do this. Right, right, exactly. It's, yeah. Good E3. Yeah. Good announcements. Really curious to see what the next year brings. Yeah, totally. Uh, cool. I give this E3 uh, two Keanu's out of two. <laughs> out of two? I mean, two out of two. there's only one Keanu, so I give it one out of one Keanu's. So. Fuck. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the year of uh, as I as I like to call it, Keanu Reeve three. This is what this Fair. was mm-hmm. for this year. And you would be active. <laughs> I got nothing else. I mean, we've been here over two hours at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can call it now. Thanks for joining us. Oh, yeah. We'll see you next month where we talk about some other bullshit. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, hey, hey. We'll see you maybe, hey, maybe, maybe, maybe we should do Void Bastards at some point. Maybe we should do Void <laughs> Bastards. Maybe we fucking should do Void Bastards. I'm just saying. Just throw that out Listen, there. Maybe we should do Void Bastards. Maybe. Uh, right. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Okay, I gotta spoil the end of Kingdom Hearts 3 for you. Thanks for yeah. joining <laughs> <All> us. <right. laughs> we will see you next month. Mm-hmm. Toodaloo. Bye-bye. <laughs> we had someone tune in right at the last second, uh, which was funny. But he said, uh-oh. Oh, why is this not? Oh, no. Please don't tell me you're not responding. Oh, that would not be good. Oh, wait. Maybe it's coming back. Adobe Edition. Um, whew, okay. It's back. Maybe. It's still loading. I at least see the screen now. 
I can hit record. I can stop it. Uh, no, someone, so someone came in and said, this guy on the bottom looks like he's going to snap someone's neck. I said, ironically, it's his birthday, and that's why 